What up? Welcome back to the Seller Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos Jr. And Matthew Sousa. Sousa. Hey, what's up, guys? How we doing? How we doing? How was fantasy this week for everybody, huh? Hey, my zoom and who's? Oh, sorry, what? So, so. That was Portuguese. Thank you. I had to say it fast and only once because I'm not exactly sure how it's pronounced. I thought it yeah, was a CSC, or is that Spanish? That's Spanish. Yeah. That's easier to remember. Uh, uh, I'm trying to, trying to, me, me, uh, semana, I don't, I don't know what week is in Spanish. I was going to say my fancy week, muy bien. Oh, muy bien. Nice. You know why? You know why? Because you won. No, no, no. Not only because I won, because I did it in comeback fashion, in a fashion where my team shit the bed, but we were still able to claw out a win. And there's more. But wait, there's more. In Jim Skip League, I was able to take my wrench and unscrew the wheels on the wagon known as Craig's team. Bolts and hose. The undefeated bolts and hose goes down to me. Nice. It's always great beating Craig. It's even better beating him in back-to-back weeks in two different leagues. And then it is the cherry on top when you can pick up a victory against your arch nemesis, the one, the only, Jake Fryer. Right, yeah. Mason? That's got to feel good. That's right, baby. What are you doing? I had pulled my nose really quick. Oh, I got something for you to blow. My nose. Huh. Okay, I can do yeah. that. Thanks. Um, Susan, how was your week? I was tough. Lost by three and a half. Oh, that's weird. What happened the week before? I lost. Oh, huh. that's so weird. And it's not like you know, because you were you, you know you you were leading the division at five and one with Gomes. Eh, Gomes don't really count. <laughs> okay, you were leading the division at five and one, and then and then you decided to get greedy. Hmm. You decided. Get ready, Mason. To make trades that didn't seem all that necessary. Susan. Let's hear it. I'm ready for this monologue. As the Backstreet Boys once said, tell me why. I thought you were going to say Backstreet's back, all right? They also said that too, but I need to know why, Susan. What was going through your head when you made these trades to, to reinvent your team, to go forward in the fantasy season? I want to know. I want to know. Because at 5-1, and one, you were sitting pretty. All you were doing is waiting for your injuries to come back. David Montgomery. Yeah, you just traded for Najee Harris. That was a great trade. And um, what else do you have before this, these, these debacle of trades that you made? That's it. You had Aaron Jones. Aaron and Jones. And Mike Evans. Yeah. And Mike Evans. And you decide to trade for who? 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 
<laughs> Saquon Barkley, Mike uh, Mike Williams, Jeff Wilson, and we Cole Hardman. Wait, hold on. I didn't even know that Jeff Wilson was part of this trade. Didn't you say you didn't want anything to do with the 49ers backfield? He lied. Yeah, but he was he was offered. You know? I also said I wasn't gonna drink alcohol in college. Well that that's now you're an so. alcoholic, so well <laughs> yes. Like I said, tell me why. Tell, tell me, me why, why you well, made the trade at five and one. You're just waiting for Montgomery to get healthy, and then you're primed, poised, and ready to make that playoff run that you have never made. Well, the way I saw it was I figured in the long run, that's what this whole trade was about, the long run. I think all things being equal, all players being healthy, Barkley and Mike Williams would score more than Aaron Jones and Mike Evans on average. The way Mike Williams started this year, going absolutely off. Um, Aaron Jones at that time, you have A.J. Dillon taking like literally half the work, getting double-digit carries, getting even reception touchdowns away from Aaron Jones. Um, Mike Evans also puts up dud games. Like Mike Williams just had a dud game this week. We'll talk about him later. A couple, couple more during the season. But so is Mike Evans. And they're relatively similar, but I was holding Mike Williams a little bit higher because, one, Mike Evans has a lot more competition. If uh, they're both the ones on their team, but if there's a if the best defense, the best corner is on Mike Evans, Brady's not going to have an issue throwing to Antonio Brown, to Gronk, to Godwin, to Fournette, while Herbert only really has Mike. Uh, I'm sorry, Keaton Allen and Eckler. I mean, Jared Cook is an option, but he's not like Gronkowski. Gronkowski can get 150 yards and three touchdowns in two weeks, which is how he started the year. He actually gets a lot of production. So I figured there's less mouths to feed on the Chargers. Um, But you can't foresee the injuries. Antonio Brown, Gronk out, opening ways for uh, Mike Mike Evans to have a couple of his best game after I traded him. So I, I will concede that. And then obviously... Saquon, too, because Aaron Jones only gets like 10, 13 carries a game. It's usually where he's been sitting. Make, uh, Aaron Rodgers loves to throw the ball to freaking Devontae Adams, throw four straight times at the four-yard line. It happens all the time. That's why the free Aaron Jones thing is a thing, because Aaron Rodgers, while Barkley, on the other hand, is the offense for the Giants. He catches the balls, even if the game scripts against the running back. He's just out at 5-1. and one, I said, eh. I can wait for him, even if I take a couple losses. And at the end of the day, seven and six is really where you want to be. That's what wins championships. In a 14-week regular season, maybe it's eight and six, seven and seven. I don't know yet, but that's where you want to be. And, of course, Jeff Wilson's a top five back. Okay. I, I gave you a chance to explain your logic, why you made the trades. Mason, would you like to say anything before I uh, rebuttal to Mr. Souza? Um, yeah, Souza, look. Um, personally, we can talk about the football stuff, right? I personally disagree with your take on Aaron Jones. I still like him more than Saquon because I think that offense has way more upside than the Giants offense does, in my opinion. However, one thing 
that annoys me is that Jake was dead and buried. Mm. Jake was mm. done. He mm. was playing bums. Mm. Like I'm talking people off the scrap heap. Okay. And you and Craig, by the way, not just mm. you. It wasn't mm. just on you. It's on mm. Craig. We'll talk about Craig later. Gave him life. Now, thankfully, I still have to play him. And Glenn still has to play. Or Glenn just beat him. So hope he's he's got the same record as me. So you know, two more losses, three more losses, and nails in the coffin. So it's close. However, he does have a sniff now. And that's on you. I for disagree. Someone, for someone who complains about him winning as much as you do, hmm. you turn around and trade with him. All I'm saying is you reap what you sow. Hmm. That's it. Now, I, I, I disagree with that because as much as you probably don't want to believe it, he would have beaten me regardless mm. two weeks ago, and he would have lost to Glenn regardless this week. Mm. So his record would still be three and five, and instead of Mike Evans, he would have Mike Williams, and Barkley might be coming back. So he'd kind of be in the same situation, except Mike Evans is on by this week. Mike Williams isn't. So, in fact, he's lesser off right now. With Mike Evans on by. Hmm. I've said that's, my piece. That's funny. You know, it's just <sighs> Susan, you're a guy of mathematics, you're a guy of analytics, statistics. I respect that about you. You know what you're talking about when it comes to fantasy most of the time. And then some things happen where I'm like, hmm, maybe that's why he's never good out of the first round. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, you know what's funny? So, Mike, since the trade, Mike Evans had his best game, three touchdowns, 28 points. Mike Williams just put up another dud. That's two straight duds in a row with a bye week mixed in. But yet, but yet, Mike Williams still averages more points than Mike Evans. How many points? How many points does he average on your team? Okay. That's a one game sample. And that's another (laughs) thing. We've, about Mike Williams, I'm trying to defend him because come this Sunday, his next game, it is going to be one entire month, four weeks that we haven't seen a good game from Mike Williams um, because he had a dud game, then he was on bye, and then he just had a dud game. And here we are this Sunday it would be four weeks before we watch him play again. But really, he's only had two bad games in four weeks. So it feels like Mike Evans has Mike Williams hasn't been relevant for four weeks, but it's really only been two games, half of that. So I think, we're overreacting of Mike Williams not being good or good enough. Back to my math and analytics for a second. Here. And he faced the Patriots. <clears throat> he shut down guys. Back to my math and analytics here. Yes. Since you traded Mike Evans, how many points did he score? 28 and then 11. How many, points, how many points has Mike Williams had in those two weeks? Two. One game. Since you traded Aaron Jones, how many points did he have? Six, which is bad, and 20. How many points did Saquon Barkley have? Zero. He's injured, okay? Which, by the way, I don't know. You try to trade me Hunt, who's going to be out longer than Saquon, but yet you're giving me a bad, hard time for trading for an injured guy? Yeah, Hunt's better. He's going to be out longer. And he's going to be better when he comes back than Saquon will be. You don't know that. I know it for a fact. 
Okay, let's put a bet. All right, I'm gonna draw a bet. One dollar. One dollar. Shake on it. <laughs> I don't when, know how we're gonna decide this. When Hunt returns, head to head with Saquon from the rest of the season. Okay. Hey, look, Souza. Uh, Glenn's already not doing too good on bets because. Uh, no, 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 it was on record. We all thought I, he was going to play. We all thought he was going to play. He didn't play, which allowed Cedric Wilson to have more opportunity. Oh, right, right, right. But there's an injury clause in that bet, and I don't think it's been met. Wasn't it like if someone's out for six weeks and the bet's off or something? That's right. Like that? Right. Yep. Only from like when, from when we did the bet, <laughs> someone was out for six weeks. That was it. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying for another five weeks. I'm saying the, the, I'm saying the bet shouldn't shouldn't go in until both of them are on the field. Whatever. Anyways, um, back to Sousa. Yeah, back, yeah. To, back to the trade. I, 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 like I said, and I get it. Time will tell on the trade, but I just want to put this in your head now. And the number one thing about you in trades, number one, when you make a trade, you want to make your team better. Number two, you look too much into what the other guy has when you make the deal. And those other, and that other guy that you made the deal with was Jake Fryer. Same goes with Craig. Dead and buried, just like Mason said. And you two, you two gave him life to this season. What do you so, Wait, what do you mean I look too much into what the other guy has? When you negotiate a trade, okay, and I'm sure other league members can vouch for this, okay, you will negotiate a trade, look to make your team better by, you know, getting your wants for what you need for your team. But then what you're giving away, you'll look to that team and be like, hmm, I don't know if I should give that guy that guy because then his team would look like this. And that oh, yeah. slews your vision of making the trade. But I'm asking you, did you think of that when you made the trade with Jake Fryer? Yes. Did you, I, did you think of, that... did you think in the weeks that the week that you traded Jake Fry, you said, ah, this week's probably a wash anyway because of five weeks. Next week, I know Jake plays Glenn, so I'm going to trade him, my good players, to face Glenn. Don't tell me you're putting this on about you. I, I don't know the rest <laughs> of his schedule. I was not, I didn't have anything to do with him facing you. Zero. All I'm going to say is I face Aaron Jones twice this season. Aaron Jones' two best games are against me. So I think you kind of knew what was going I, on. I did not. I did not. The only thing I knew regarding you was that with him getting Aaron Jones and having Tony Pollard and you having A.J. Dillon, now the trade Pollard for Dillon was, was going to be there. But we wanted to see if we could get you to give up more for Pollard, knowing that uh, – like, because if he already had Aaron Jones – you would have more leverage because AJ Dillon would be more important to him. But without Aaron Jones, he wanted to see if he could get him off of you before the trade. Oh, he tried. Yeah. he tried. Yeah, I know. He definitely tried. <laughs> and you definitely said, yeah, I can wait. And then you were like, wait, I'm going on the plane. Let's make the deal. So that happened. Um, <laughs> you know Anyways. what? I want to I make a segue actually here, Glenn, because uh, you know what? As bad as Suze's trade was, Damn. at least he didn't trade. 
for someone that retired this yeah. past weekend, like Craig did. Right. And for those of you who don't know, Craig's who I played this week, uh, and I won. Congrats! I was, uh, I was on a what four four game losing streak, and I won. Yep. Yep. Um, so my team finally is getting healthier. Uh, and Speak- I- oh, pause for a second. Speaking of yeah. your team, you little rat bastard. <laughs> Today, okay. this is not the only one that made trades, baby. Oh no, 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 no. And we'll talk about Craig and trading for a retired guy. That's all time bad. Anyways, it's all time bad. <laughs> today, you sneaky son of a bitch. I see a trade goes through because I remember you were in the talks with Zach because we had, we had texted separately and blah blah blah. That's fine. I texted Zach, doesn't answer me. You know, doesn't doesn't even acknowledge my text. Doesn't even so I texted him my offer for Kirk Cousins. Okay. Nothing. Mason says, hmm, thinking about this with Kirk. What do you think? And I was like, that motherfucker. And I texted him, I said, you motherfucker. And then he texted me back saying, LMAO, it's a big fucking joke. <laughs> and then we had our conversation, blah, 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 blah. And then who else? But Jake Fryer. Makes a deal with Zach. Uh, gives him wide receiver, Van Jefferson, for bum-ass tight end. Better than any Ted and Jake already Elton, though, especially because Tanyan's on IR. We'll talk about that. And then I'm like, now I see, like, you know, you can see stuff happening and the pieces are coming together. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, this is what's going to happen. And it happened. And what I'm sick and tired of is everybody – Trading with my opponent during the week, I'm about to face somebody. Okay, if you think that I was intentionally trading, there it is Zach, again. <laughs> it is. I, all right, look. So your point, Glenn, I didn't care. Right, listen, listen. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad about Kirk. Kirk's whatever. You know, blah blah blah. That's fine. I get where you. I get your spot from it. You need quarterback. That's fine. What I don't like, what I don't respect, is you aiding the opponent. Sabotage me. I wasn't sabotaging Jesus. you. I needed a quarterback. And Zach came knocking, saying, I have a quarterback I will give to you. And I said, fucking bet. For the record, the trade was Kirk Cousins and Van Jefferson for Devontae Parker. Now, Sousa can attest to this. I've had my eye on Van Jefferson since Sousa had him at the very beginning of the season. I was thinking about trading for him. And Zach hit me up today and was like, hey, man, would you do Devontae Parker for Kirk? And in my head, everyone knows, you guys know, people in our league know, uh, anyone who goes to my parents on Sunday to watch football. I am not a Devontae Parker guy. I don't mm-hmm. like him. He's on my team. I got him late in the draft. I'm not a huge fan of his. Uh, he's got an injury history. Um, you know, I feel like he taps out a lot. Uh, does he have upside? Yeah, he does. I also don't believe in the Dolphins' offense as a whole. I don't think their offense is super great, and I think they can get shut down by good defenses. So, you know, I and Zach obviously needed a flex. Okay, I have Judy and Landry back. I have Michael Thomas in on my IR spot still, waiting for him to come back. Um, so I'm deep at that. I'm deep at wide receiver, and at first I was like, ah, you know, like. Like you said, Glenn, we had talked about it, and you were like, Parker could help you out during bye weeks. And I was like, yeah, that's that's a good point. So then I asked Zach, I was like, would you do 
Kendrick Bourne instead of Devontae Parker. He was like, how about this? I'll give you Kirk and Van Jefferson for Devontae Parker. And I was like, it's a good, it's, it's a good deal on your part. I'm not, I'm not. I was like, I can do that because the way I see it too. And I feel like this doesn't happen in our league enough is that yes, I am making Zach's team better, but I am also making my own team better. He had a need and yeah. I had a need and yeah, we filled that. each other's needs. I, like so, I said, no problem with that. Only problem I have is the week I'm facing Zach. I, which is unfortunate. Obviously, oh. I mean, I just want to, I just want, I just want to let you know now. Okay, Susan tried it last week with Fire, didn't work. You tried this week with Zach, it's not gonna work. I mean, darkness. fine. That's not Dark- my intention anyway. So it doesn't I, need to. I don't know. <laughs> darkness, darkness always gets outshined by the light, and the light will shine Sunday. I just want to let you guys know that. Look, who are you facing the week after? Jake Aronson. So, motherfuckers, All if right. you guys trade with Jake Aronson, no one's allowed to trade with Jake Aronson nope. because Glenn's playing him. That's right. Um, well, what I was going to say is the bright side in conclusion. Now I have a quarterback. Now I know I've said on the podcast many times I am not a fan of Kirk Cousins. However, oh, all right. Bye, Susan. Uh, Susan just left. I don't know what just happened. Hey, uh, okay. You got, you got tired of me calling him. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Kirk. For. <laughs> See you later. Didn't even say bye. Jeez. Uh. So. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> sorry, I can't formulate a coherent sentence right now. Susie heard Kirk uh, Cousins. He said, "I'm out." Yeah, he said later. He's like, oh, is he about to he's about to say something good about Kirk? See you later, dude. I'm out. I, I this is where I get off. Um I'm here yeah. for a- AJ Green. I will hype up all day. Kirk Cousins, fuck you. Uh anyway. Is he gonna come back? I don't know. But Can he come- uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. Finish my thought real quick. Uh I'm not uh, oh here he is, he's back. Okay. Can we I need an explanation. Susan, what the fuck just happened? This right here stepped on my power button <laughs> on, the, on the computer tower. My cat jumped up on the tower, hit the power button on top of it. But luckily, uh, a, a program that I had open was like, uh, "Do you are you sure you want to shut down without saving?" I said, "Cancel." Although it shut Zoom down, so I had to go back to my my Zoom. Me and Glenn uh, thought that you were just so offended that I was about to talk about Kirk Cousins in a positive manner. That you were like, um, this is where I get off the train. Yeah, um, I was offended that we traded against Glenn's wishes. Yeah, yeah. you're right. That's I mean, us. it's just, we you gotta guys, do better. You guys are supposed to be my best good friends, and then you're trying to intentionally hurt me. <laughs> it's sad, honestly. I'd expect that from Craig, Fryer, even even Pinacho, but not you guys. Um. So, in conclusion, uh. Kirk, I'm not a huge fan of quarterback-wise in real-world application, but we've talked about this many times on the podcast. You can be a good fantasy quarterback and not be a good quarterback that will win your team games. Jalen Hurts. I think, exactly. Hurts. And I think Kirk is that as well. At the very least, he's better than the shit bums I've been throwing into my QB slot on a week-to-week basis at this point. That's and true. like I said, I'm deep at the wide receiver position. So is it a risk? Yes. But it's also a risk I'm only take. I already played Zach this year. So if Devontae Parker goes off, he ain't going off against me. Right. 
Unless. 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 Consolation. No. Damn. First round of playoffs. We said what we wanted to say about our teams, this and that. But I do believe it's time for the news with Sue's. Shit, you're right. Okay, guys. There's a lot to talk about. (coughs) Okay, guys. There's a lot to talk about. Sounds like a lot of blah, blah. Um, where do we begin? Um, how dark do we want to start? Um, I know what Jesus you're talking. Christ! Should we get the dark thing out of the way, and then, or should we save it for the end? I feel like we should get the dark thing out of the way. Out of the way. Yeah. So, Las Vegas Raiders Henry Ruggs involved in a serious car accident where someone died, and he was under the influence of alcohol. Am I correct? I did not read an article. Yes, uh, reportedly he was under the uh, influence of alcohol, and uh, yeah, he's going to be charged with uh, DUI that led to uh, vehicular manslaughter. Is that yeah, vehicular it? manslaughter. I think vehicular. is what it's called. But I mean, I think I speak for all of us here when, like, obviously, normal everyday people should not drive drunk, right? You're a fucking idiot if you do that, especially in this day and age with Uber, Lyft. You can call people. You can text people. Um, you know, but if you're, especially if you're a multimillionaire, bro, what the fuck are you doing, my guy? You're like, you have access to so much more fun, like so many more funds than the normal person. You can fucking pay for an Uber or Lyft, my dude. Yeah, at the end of the day, whether we're talking football players or people in hold power in government, we're all just humans. And regardless of status, people make people are can be stupid, make bad decisions, and uh, it's unfortunate. It really is. It's really sad. I don't know the details of the person who who was was killed or how many other people might have been in the car, but it's just really sad because it's always. The person who's not drunk that ends up dying in these situations, it seems like. Yeah, I saw I saw on Twitter she was like a 23 year old woman. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Yeah, of course, drunk driving is a serious thing. Sucks to have it happen. Um, From a football standpoint, obviously, no more Henry Ruggs. Um, Yeah, at least for this year. Who knows what the hell? Probably. I don't know. I don't know what will happen with the future. I don't know if that it'll have any percussions with the, with the Raiders and his contract with the Raiders. But um, shitty situation all around. You mess up lives, obviously, by vehicular manslaughter, and then it affects multiple people as well. Mm. Uh, just a dumb decision that could have been avoided. Exactly. Exactly. Agreed. Um. Well, so let's stay down this road. Um, Derek Henry. Out. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> Boy, it's bad news. Is what I'm talking about. I know, but I, we, we, well, one time in this podcast, we were being serious, and then let's stay on the same path. Let's stay on the same path. Someone get murdered, 
I know. I was, I, was like, I was like, what the fuck? Derrick Henry's out. Derek <laughs> okay. All Jesus. right. Depends how you look at it. One of these things is not like the other. You know, the, the more vague you go out, you realize, oh, they're both negative. So they're equal because they're both negative. It's when you get into the details, you realize one's more serious. Mm. But, okay. The bad news, still on bad news. Derrick Henry will have foot surgery today. Going to be out six to ten weeks as far as we should be concerned out for the fantasy season, maybe he can come back for a Titans playoff push or playoff run. But as far as fantasy is concerned, probably going to be without him. And the Titans signed rather quickly, Adrian Malfoggin Peterson. It's like, I couldn't believe it. It's like, you get so sad. Obviously Derek Henry, my favorite player in the league. I am the president of the Derek Henry fan club. When he got hurt, I was like, not him. I was like, any take anybody but him. <laughs> like he's he's just been that Zeke? guy who's been uh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, uh, no. But Derek Henry's just been that guy who's just been steady Eddie all the way, never injured in his career. You see other guys, other running backs every year go down. Christian McCaffrey now becoming injury prone. But Derek Henry, that guy. Now he's got this. And now if you're fantasy owners, if you're Titans fans, if you're just Derrick Henry lovers like myself, uh, it sucks. Good news is he has potential to be back for the Titans, which is great news for them because they look like they're on the verge of a playoff push. Um, still a long way to go, but I don't, I don't see anybody in their division challenging them. So if you can get back for the playoffs and help them out, that's good. For fantasy, six to ten weeks is a vague timetable. You don't know if he's going to come back at the minimum of six weeks. You don't know how he's going to look after six weeks. You don't know how the Titans are going to treat it after six weeks. I'm prepping for worst-case scenarios the 10 weeks. And that leads us into, I believe, round two for the championship round of the fantasy playoffs. So for fantasy... 10 weeks? 10 weeks? Six weeks is round two, right? Because let's just say this week is one week, which it should really be... Less than one week. So 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, well, 14, I'm sorry, is week six from here. So that's round one. No. Probably round two. The 14, 14 is the last week of the regular season. Yeah. What did I say? The 9, so 10, round, 11, 12, 13, 14. Round one. Okay. So maybe round one or, or two, the earliest. But who knows how he'll be? Right. That's, the that's thing. being like, conservative, too. Right, and I don't think the Titans will be because I think, like I said, by then they'll probably be in pretty good contention to wrap up the division and look forward to the playoffs, and you want him back as healthy as he can be for the playoffs. Um, So that stinks. There's always a bright side, though, because my favorite player in the league right now goes down with injury, and now probably one of my favorite players of all time is taking his job. Adrian Peterson is back. Just when you thought he was out. Just when you thought, man, I missed that dude. He comes back. That's my guy. I thought that man was done, bro. Nah. His bald head. We're not seeing his bald head on the sidelines, but. I love him. I love him. And if anyone's going to take Derek Henry's job, it's going to be him. Um, From a fantasy standpoint, I don't know. Obviously, he's not going to be Derek Henry, but I'd say at best – he can be a viable RB2 with 
touchdown dependency. I don't think they ground and pound the ball as much as they did with Derrick Henry, obviously, especially AP haven't seen football action in, you know, was it over a year? Did he play last year? Uh, he, he played on the Lions last yeah. year a little bit. Whole season, though? I don't think the whole season. Yeah. I don't I don't remember. I just I remember reading that he was last year though. I don't remember. Um thing is, like I said, they don't get you high. You're not gonna see AP of 2009 or 2012 for that matter. Like it's gonna be AP. He can be, like I said before, an RB2 on a good running team. It's gonna be down to touchdowns if he gets in the end zone. I think you bump up AJ Brown. Ryan Tannehill a little bit more because they got to do more work. Can't rely on the bell cow of Derrick Henry anymore. But AP, he's worth a pickup. Yeah, really weird situation. You weren't sure if it would be McNichols or someone else. They signed they signed AP, and is he really going to be the guy? Or is McNichols going to be there getting carries? Definitely getting receptions. I think McNichols probably have the same role, maybe a little more carries. But I don't think you just sign a guy like AP to not work him. You know, I don't. I don't think McNichols' role goes up drastically. I don't think he becomes an every down back because that's not what he is. I think. I think it might. He might get more usage at first because I doubt that AP is in like. You know, yeah, they're not, not going to rush AP right into saying, yeah, yeah, they said first carries. they're going to sign him to the practice squad and then elevate him. Right. So I would expect kind of a not like a super gradual ramp up because, like you said, Glenn, um, you know, they're kind of in full control of their division at this point in time. The Colts have been playing better as of late, but uh, I think it's we can all agree it's the Titans' division to lose. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of gradually ramped up AP over the coming weeks and gave gave McNichols a little bit more uh, a little bit more um, share of offensive snaps for the time being. But I mean, like you said, he's definitely not, at least from what we've seen, he's definitely not the kind of guy who you consider to be an every down back. He's more of a passing back, passing down back. Um, but I mean, it is still still a good pickup to have, obviously, um, and definitely a backfield to keep an eye on for the time being. Yeah, but yeah, it sucks that Henry's hurt. It's it's a real muddy situation because it's not a clear cut guy, unfortunately, for us fantasy owners. Um, AP like ESPN has McNichols projected for more than AP, just for reference. Like it, we don't know exactly how it's going to be. Obviously, it's his first week back. He's thirty six years old. Uh, he played. A little bit on the it was he was on the Detroit all year, only played like 30% of snaps, 20% of snaps and stuff. So he wasn't highly active, but um, I do see a world where after a, a week or two, he's getting 20 carries a game. I think, like I, think I was I, I was surprised when he was doing that on the football team. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did it now. But I could also see a world where he's just insurance. Um, behind maybe McNichols wouldn't be the lead back, but I can see him getting McNichols getting more carries and definitely all the the passing work. I think um, I think worst case scenario he's like what Lashawn McCoy was on the Chiefs. Best case scenario is he's himself from when he was on the Washington Football Team. Yeah, it, it really it just makes the situation tough for waivers. It's like who do you, do you go all in on any of them? Do you? How do well, you, do, you is, don't want to drop a hundred plus Fab dollars or like fifty percent? 70% of your of your fab on 
the wrong guy or I'm guess someone who's just in a committee. Right. That's what's tough about it. Yep. If you got it, spend it, I guess. You know, we're going deeper into the season. Trade yeah, deadlines opportunities appro- like this. Trade deadlines approaching fast. So, you know, after that, it's all waiver pickups. Guys, all- it's November. Oh. That's crazy. That's freaking crazy. Week wow. nine. Yo. Uh, any more news before we move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Noah Fant was placed on the COVID reserve list today. Okay. Did he play Toronto. Sunday? Because I didn't see him at all. Um, I don't know. Did he? Okay. I don't he know. He did. All I saw was that other guy. I know. Five. Oh, um. I forget what his yeah. name was. I have that guy in my Dynasty Taxi Squad. Nice. Um, Logan Thomas, the football team's on bye this week, but Logan Thomas expects to return next week after the bye. Good. So that's nice. promising. Um, I guess the, de- the NFL deadline was today, and Deshaun yeah. Watson didn't go anywhere. Nope. So there goes that. Um, Phil Rivers said he would listen if the Saints called him because the Saints lost Jameis Winston last week. Yep. How um, long? Shit. I'm ready for that. He's done uh, for the year. Is he done for the year? Yeah, That's he tore his ACL. Okay, you yeah, serious? he's done for the year. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, they have Trevor Simeon. He finished the game. He he's sucks. Tom Brady. Hey, he got the dub. He sucks. But they also have Taysom Hill, who's on schedule to clear the concussion protocol this week. So we don't really know who the starter will be at this moment. I'm leaning Taysom Hill if he's cleared. It's oh, worth, yeah. It's I think worth- – not worth a pickup until you see the clear cut starter and you see how he plays for at least a couple of weeks. I mean, I think it's for sure Taysom Hill. He's going to be the guy uh, because mm. we know Sean Payton. But in the offseason, it was between Payton. I mean, Payton. it was between Winston and it was between. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. I can't I think of his name. Taysom. Say what? There we go. Taysom Hill. It's between Winston and Taysom Hill. So. I think if Taysom Hill comes back, he's healthy. I think he's a starter. Unless, you know, Simeon catches lightning in a bottle and starts playing super well. Uh, But I don't see that happening because I think he blows. Um, So, probably be Taysom Hill. Um, Here's a good one. Christian McCaffrey may or may not play in week nine or ten. Thanks for that. That's a great great headline right there. May or may not. Won't they? Yeah, well, they may or may day. not in week nine or ten. So, the Mason, you still in turn to me? I know it's real, it's just really weird. It's somewhat so means if it's a curse. If if it if the may or may not applies to week 10, he may or may not play in week 10, then that kind of makes week nine even more of a chance that he's probably going to miss, right. in my opinion. No, I think the uh, look. If his hamstring is still bothering him at this point, that he should quit. Then I don't. I mean, he hasn't. He was supposedly he was close to coming back in week five against the Vikings, uh, and then they inexplicably put him on IR. Uh, So, I mean, look, I don't have any idea at this point. I feel like me as well as. Every other Christian McCaffrey owner is fucking holding their breath, think hoping that something like last year doesn't happen again, which mm. is looking like it might, uh, and that would be unfortunate. He's definitely been out long enough to really fuck you. 
at this point. So first pit curse is still on. Yep. Um, James Robinson injured his foot in this uh, this Sunday, but he escaped a serious injury. It is expected to be day to day with a foot injury. So that's good. Questionable. Gomes right almost now. won the trade then. Almost. Um, who was I going to talk about? Robert Tanyan. Tanyan, out for the season. He tore his shit. <laughs> yep. He tore um, his shit. Tore it in half. And picked it up, picked it up with his hands. Just... I don't want this anymore. Right. Who else? Uh, Debo. Yes, Debo. I believe has a calf injury, but he looked pretty freaking great last week. Uh, um, he didn't. The calf didn't slow him down for an eighty-yard scamper. Dak Prescott didn't play. Dak Prescott didn't play. What the hell is wrong with him? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I think that was a management call. The fact that – and Chris Collins brought up a good point. So, Sunday Sunday rolls around. Whole day, you don't know, is the game-time decision. Meanwhile, I'm looking at JV's lineup. He's not taking any action, and you know, in case he doesn't play. So, um, we just hand Panacho a win. But, anyway, that's another story. Um, don't know. If he's going to play a game time decision, he makes a travel to Minnesota all week, thinks he's optimistic. Dak's like, yeah, man. He's like, I want to play. He said, I'll be mad if I don't play. I was like, probably going to play, especially on prime time, coming off a bye, big game against the Vikings, who are a decent team. Um, And then the game comes, and they say he's not playing. They're starting Cooper Rush, and I'm like, okay. And then it shows Dak doing all his pregame warm-ups. And I'm like – and Chris Collins was brought up. He's like, if he's good enough to do pregame warmups, then why not play him? Like, you, if his calf is that bad where you're not playing him, why would you have him even run through the warmups? Because he could get hurt doing that. All right. Yeah. Technically, yes. But whatever. Um, Cowboys, still best team in the league. Get, get the W with Cooper Rush. Best team in the league. I said it. Stephen A. Smith said it today, too, which surprised me. Wow. Well, we know the best team in the league sure as fuck ain't the Chiefs anymore, so. Who? Yeah, exactly. The last, the last thing I'm going to say here is uh, Bucks receiver Antonio Brown. Oh, is yeah. healthy enough. This I like this one. I saw that. Is healthy enough to be riding a bike. Yep. But Why? he's doing it while wearing a boot on his injured <laughs> ankle slash heel. <laughs> it was like good news. Antonio Brown riding a bike. Bad news, he's got a boot on. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh. Arians did say last week that his injury was not bad enough to put on him on IR. So I think that's a good sign for Antonio Brown owners. Um, how, about, how about Gronk coming back finally? Back spasms. <laughs> back spasms out yeah. for the game. Like, uh, enough, dude. Also, uh, Susan, I don't want to step on your toes here, but. Sounds like you uh, are. I am. Uh, you missed. We missed a big one. Calvin Ridley. Oh my God, that's right. Has found the third story after Derrick Henry. Are you Calvin talking about Ridley. that? You're talking about the trade that Craig made, right? Yeah, I am. Where you got Calvin Ridley and thought, you know, he he just rolled these guys for the rest of the year, and you know, didn't factor in that he was giving all his good players to Jake, and even though they are hurt, at least literally all of them are hurt. At least <laughs> you know they're coming back. Calvin Ridley, we don't know what the fuck's going on. And it sucks because obviously it's mental issues with Calvin Ridley. And we're not going to shit here and sit on mental issues. Obviously, if you're Calvin Ridley, you want to get better. 
you want to continue to be the best person you can be, and that's returning to football. From a fantasy owner, obviously it's a bad hit. And for guys like Craig, it sucks. I don't feel bad for Craig. I feel bad for Calvin Ridley that he can't, you know, be himself and be comfortable with who he is right now to return the football field. He needs a break. Whatever. We've seen it before. Hopefully it gets better. Best of luck to him. Craig, sucks. You can't have your cake and eat it too, motherfucker. Yeah, Craig really should have known that he was dealing right. with mental issues and I mean, was going to retire from football. The thing is, he calls himself such a great GM. You know, <laughs> all, won championship two times, my first time in the league, and he can't foresee this. Not even Souza would make a trade that bad. No, you got to know your players. Hey, look, look. I just – the most laughable thing that Craig said to me this weekend was when he had the odd – look, Craig's having a bad year, okay? He's had, he's had – Craig. Oh, yeah. He's had, he's had some problems, okay? I understand. Like, look, fantasy football, you know, sometimes. Look, it's just not there. I understand that. Trust me. You of all people, buddy. I do, okay? Craig had the – the audacity after winning back-to-back championships to say that I have better luck than him. Wow. He's <laughs> he actually said that. He actually said that to me this week. He's like, yeah, dude. Yeah, I have such good luck, bro. You have better luck than me. I was like, I literally picked up the toilet bowl trophy and I said, Craig, I've won this four times. Shut he the said, fuck up. He said, look what it's called. And the toilet bowl trophy read the mace. Yeah. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Wow, I, I didn't hear that one unless it was after I left because that's, uh, that's it laughable. It might have been. It might have been after you left. I mean, Craig, I know you're you're in a slump, but you can't say that to Mason. Yeah. I mean, thing is, I will admit I have not made good decisions in the past. You know, I think I think this year is a little bit different. Like I think I have for the most part made good decisions and I did have bad luck at the beginning of the season. Thing but, is, but like I said, I also did have bad luck in previous years. You don't you don't win the toilet four you know people say, you know, you don't you don't win multiple championships without a little bit of good luck. Yeah, well you don't lose multiple toilet bowls with also having a little bit of bad luck. So yeah, goes both ways. You know what I mean? Oh. But in the case of in my case, well, four times, that's a lot of bad luck. Okay. Uh, luck and it's also mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, real quick though, because the thing is, you know, trades are funny. You're not gonna win every trade, obviously. Trades that you think look good on the paper don't pan out. You win oh, some I know that. <laughs> Mason, Alvin Kamara trade, Souza, every trade you made last year. <laughs> We saw we saw we saw a guy trade a, um, a hurt guy. Uh, no, we saw a guy trade Derrick Henry last year for a hurt guy. I mean that that's a bad trade. Back. I yeah. traded uh, away Michael Pittman Jr. this year. I couldn't foresee that after one game. I didn't think he'd be what he is today. Even though he just had his best week of the season this week, let's not blow it out of proportion like some people would. But before we move on, <laughs> I just want to give a big round of applause for Craig. Round of applause for the trades that he made. Uh, one benefiting Jake Fryer, even though now those guys are hurt, but they will return, which make, could make Fryer avoid a toilet bowl that he so desperately needs. Um, and then, of course, Craig helping out his own team, at least he thought he was, has now traded for a guy who was walking away from football. So one more time, round of applause. 
This is why we need a soundboard so we could just play the applause button. Right. It'll go woo, or a live crowd. Yeah, live crowd. Okay. Yeah. Um, moving on. Week eight is now in the books, which means stellar stars of the week are brought to you by Reddit Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started, gentlemen. My stellar star of the week is a man who is confirmed back. He started out a little shaky. Now it's coming together. Now, when the Tennessee Titans need him most, he is there. My stellar star of the week for week eight is none other than A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown this week against the Los Angeles Colts. Ten receptions. On 11 targets, 155 yards. That's a one-double nickel. And a TD for 26.5 half-point PPR fantasy points. Nice. Mighty Stuza, do you want to go next or you want me to go? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go next. Quick Wait note. Up. Oh, on A.J. Brown. After starting the, week, uh, the season abysmal, only catching one touchdown in six weeks, now has back-to-back weeks of over 23 fantasy points. Mm. Trending upwards. Mm. Tough, tough matchup next week, though, against Jalen Ramsey on Sunday night. My stellar star of this week is Chris Godwin, someone who hasn't been on this little segment in a long time. Mm. But he proved it this week. He had 140 yards on eight receptions, Damn. 12 targets. That's Damn. a lot. And one touchdown. Eh, it's not a pair of voluptuous TDs, but no. it's still 24 points. Hey. We like the yardage. Hey. hey, one TD is better than no TDs. Am I right? Mm. That's right. This is mm. best game of the season so far. Best yardage. And uh, and that's what happens sometimes, especially with Antonio Brown and Gronk out, leaving Evans and Godwin left. Someone's going to have a great game. It was Godwin. Now, Mike Evans got a lucky touchdown, but he only had two receptions. So if he didn't had get, to get lucky that lucky touchdown, he had to get it. Then uh, you know maybe he'd look more like Mike Williams with also two receptions. But anyway, Chris Godwin, welcome to the Stellar Star list. All right. Uh, so my Stellar Star is also we're welcoming someone to the Stellar Star list, and that is someone who Glenn mentioned a few minutes ago. And I'm asking you guys to put some motherfucking respect on this guy's name, okay? And this guy's name is Michael Pittman Jr. Now, Glenn, mm. you did say this is his best game of the season so far. And yeah. you're right, okay? 10 receptions, 86 yards, two touchdowns, and he had 15 targets. That's a lot, okay? Resulting in 25.6 fantasy points. Now, I know what you're thinking. Great, mm. right? You know, on paper, you know, you're like, whatever, right? Michael Pittman Jr. had a nice week, whatever. Now, you look at his position rank, this might surprise you. He's putting up wide receiver one numbers in our league. He's number 13 right now, okay? Uh, and I'm looking at his, his you know, game lock here. And he's had some pretty decent weeks. I mean, this is obviously his best, 25.6 points. But last week, 18.5. Week before that, 4.8. 
Week before that, 17.9. Week before that, 8.9. Week before that, 10.3, 16.3. And then first game was 4.4. So <laughs> ultimately, he's trending upward. And I think that uh, Carson Wentz is starting to have a lot more trust in him. He's emerged, I think, definitely as the number one wide receiver there. T.Y. Hilton is going to be out again this week. Um, so I think that definitely cements him. Uh, you know, as I think from now on, you should start this guy. At least as a flex play, at the I very mean, least. Well, you just said it yourself, Mace. He's playing like a wide receiver one. Start him a wide receiver one because he is that guy. And like you just mentioned, T.Y. Hilton out again. I also couldn't foresee that happening in, in the future when I traded him. But whatever. Like I said, I'll hold the L. I'll take the L. It can always be worse, my friends. But, yeah, Michael Pittman Jr., he's a beast. Knew he'd be a beast when I drafted him. Didn't think he'd be this good, though. And if you thought he'd be this good, you're fucking lying. Fuck you. That's a I'm lie. Gonna, I'm going to have to hold up. Gonna a fing- I'm going to have to do a finger time here. You said he'd be breakout in the air. You think he'd be wide receiver one good? I said he had the potential to be. I mean, everyone's got the potential to be when they step on the fucking field. <laughs> well. I said that. Go ahead, Susan. What are you saying? I'm just going to have to interject with the ranking. He's ranked 13 in a 14-man league. That's a wide receiver one. However. In normal leagues. No, no. What I'm saying here is that ranking, position ranking, is based on total points. And he hasn't had a bye week yet. A lot of other people have. And you really – the ranking actually gets pretty muddied until all the bye weeks are cleared. Then everyone has the same amount of games played and the points lie – properly like um back to mike williams and mike evans mike evans is ranked higher than mike williams even though he averages less points because he has one extra game played so i think if a couple other people well once Pittman goes on by which is not till week 14 which is kind of nuts then Mm. we'll really see where he ranks um if no one had a buy i'm sure he'd be a little bit outside the, the top 14 but still very good seems to be the alpha there especially ty hillen concussion didn't bring that up because it wasn't that important, but now I'm bringing it up. He's going to be the only guy there, and he's pretty good. Very At the good. very least, I think he is a, a guy who you can count on in your flex position with wide receiver two upside every single oh, yeah. week. Because I know I know tech, most most leagues are 12-man and 10-man, uh, So, but I think he's starting to develop into one of those set-it-and-forget-it kind of guys. Because even though the Col- we know the Colts' offense isn't – Super great. No. But he still puts up numbers. So. Yeah, if you, if you got MPJ, you're starting. Simple as that. Yeah, he's definitely better to start than like AJ Green or something. <laughs> or fucking Devonta Smith. Anyway. Do we want to say anything about AJ Green's disconnection in the, that oh, Cardinals game? We know or he something? sucks, usually. You're the only <laughs> one still holding out hope for him. Hey, I'm playing him. This Come is, on. I, I was a turn around. He went out a great game. I don't know, listen, I, I, I had my moment with A.J. Green. I used to be a big A.J. Green fan. I know <laughs> when, when we were in high school. I know when it's time to let go. <laughs> I know when it's time to let go. No, you, we for some calling. reason, you still got hope for him. That's great. Just like maybe like I got over hope for AP. We got our guys. A.J. Green, he's a Sousa guy. I guess I guess so. But, um, yeah, he sucks. I mean, I, I don't know what you're thinking on that play. To not even fucking look for the ball. He didn't even pretend like he was involved in the play. He either thought, one, we're going to run this ball for some reason. Or two, he's going the other way to DeAndre Hopkins. But the Hopkins was, suck. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even think Hopkins was on the field because he got hurt, I think. But I, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. So I think he was on the field. But, yeah, that, that's really sad. All you had to do was turn around. It's sad, but thought. it's also – listen, it's sad, but it's also not that sad. Tied to the Cardinals. Okay. Oh. I mean, they were undefeated. Eh, I don't believe, I think there are better teams in the NFL than the Arizona Cardinals. I think the Packers are better. I think the Bucks are better. I think Dallas is better. I think the Bills are better. Uh, Cardinals undefeated. That's fine. They're a playoff team. Might win the division. I think the Rams are even better than the Cardinals, even though the Cardinals already beat them early in the year. At the end of the season, Cardinals, yeah. one and done. You heard it here first on the Stella Shelly podcast. That's not even says on hot take. It's not even that hot. Speaking of the Rams, they actually traded for Vaughn Miller today. They did. They so did. The team even That's better. insane. That's a championship move. They're um they're going all in. They better hope so, Susan, because they have like no draft picks for the next five seasons. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Oh well. Uh, um, one more thing before we wrap up Stellar Stars. This isn't a Stellar Star thing. I'm just gonna throw a little quick shout out to the man, the myth, the legend, Devonte Booker. Since he has been on my team in two weeks, he got the damn job done. Did what he needed to do, exceeded my expectations, beat Craig and beat Jake in back-to-back weeks, viable points. I just want to throw that out there. He's no longer on my team. He's now with Mr. Matt Souza. We made a deal. I get a text from Panacho today saying I'm a fucking idiot. It's Barkley. Barkley. Oh, he texted you too? Yes. Guy's freaking crazy. Goes, <laughs> Last night he's like saying uh, – Talking shit about Booker because all oh, Barkley's gonna be back. He's gonna be worthless. But yeah, if he's talking to me, is Barkley's out for the rest of the season? Yeah. Texas us both that were idiots for the same trade. That's too funny. He goes, <laughs> I, I made a trade, and he goes, You're an idiot. I said, All right. And he said, uh, he said, Barkley ain't playing this week. I said, Oh. Even if even if he doesn't play when you had Booker, he was he was playing. But now they yeah. traded him, now he's not playing. Exactly. Just to piss you off. Right. Um like I said, even if Barkley doesn't play, whatever, more power to Sousa. I mean, I, 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 I feel like, yeah, it's one week. And Booker, he did his thing. Last night on uh, Monday Night Football, secured the dub. Great comeback victory um, on the Sunday night game, Adam Thielen. I just want to throw it out there because I know there's certain people listening to this podcast like Gene Fire, and I just know he loves to hear that stuff. So, yeah, Stellar Stars of the Week were brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. Gentlemen, you know what time it is, baby. Wait, tell it's me. Time time. Everyone's favorite section, baby. It's time for fuck of the week. You snuck it in again. I did. I did. I did it quick. I don't like that. <laughs> I, I got to have my build up. I got to have the. Fuck. Brought to you by PB and J Lube. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use Lube, right? Right? Yes, yes, Susan. Susan, I'll talk about this one. No, wait, wait, wait. Well, no, no, no. no. I'm the one who introduced it. I just have a question for you. Me too. I got one too. Go ahead, Mason. Did Mike Williams use Lube when he fucked you this week, Susan? No. No. He just raw dog that. I have a question. That's fucked up. He's big. I was, He's a big I was guy. gonna. I was gonna ask if you have your. <laughs> okay. What, Clint? I was gonna ask if you have your subscription to PBJ Loop. I don't. I didn't think well, I needed one. Well, you might want to start to keep making trades like the one you did. Oh my yeah. goodness. So I mean, we already kind of talked about it, but 
Uh, Mike Williams had a rather lackluster week. What did he do, Mason? Yeah, was it better than Mike Evans? Uh, no, it was not. Okay. Uh, two receptions, what? 19 yards. God. On five targets, resulting in 2.9 fantasy points. Uh, and what's crazy about that, Mike Williams still ranked uh, wide receiver 12. So, with a bye week. With a bye week. But the thing so. is, oh. all right, if Mike Williams does that, because Mike Williams is so great, number 12 wide receiver, if he does that, the whole team must have been shut down, right? What did Keenan Allen do? Uh, Here we go. Keenan Allen, Glenn, um, he had six receptions for 77 yards and a TD for 16.7 fantasy points. What? That's pretty good. Uh, slightly better, I would say. Yeah, you don't need loop for Keenan Allen. No. But Austin Eckler. No, Keenan Allen took me out to dinner, got me yeah. a bottle of wine, you know. Another guy who's fantasy relevant. What did Austin Eckler do? Austin Eckler. 21 points. Austin Eckler, 21.4 points. So, oh, I mean, Austin Eckler laid down the rose petals for Zach into, his, into the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? So, listen, you could just say the same exact thing about Mike Evans because there was a week. Because we're only nitpicking one week right now. There was a week with Mike Evans got three points and Antonio Brown got 20. And you'd be saying, oh, well, if Mike Evans did shit, then did Antonio Brown do it going? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that but, happens sometimes. But Sousa, the Patriots shut down the best option in the, in the offense. And that's Sousa. what happened. They shut down Mike Williams. I understand that. The best the, option? But, but for the bit? Yep. You'd rather Let's have Mike bit. Williams than Austin Eckler. The Patriots decided that Mike Williams was the best, the biggest threat to them. The Patriots decided. That whole Bill shutting down one guy bullshit, that ain't fucking right. It is. It absolutely is. It is for wide receivers. Running backs, though, the running back run defense is abysmal, has been for years. So, uh... You know who can't shut down a wide receiver? The Kansas City Chiefs. Jesus. And Mike Williams has him round one of the playoffs, and I'm happy about that. Yeah. That wasn't just a blind shot at the Chiefs, for Craig's sake. It was because of that playoff matchup. And so then he faces are... the Texans after that. Wait a minute. So, so you're, good playoff you're saying... schedule. <laughs> Wait a minute. Back the fuck up. So you're saying you're going to make the playoffs then if you're, you're already predicting Mike Williams' playoff schedule. You're damn right. You are damn right, my friend. Clip it, soundbite it. I want it right here. <laughs> you got it. Like I said, Susan, I texted you this week when Sunday night ended or Monday night. I don't even remember. I sent you that gift, Anakin Skywalker. This is where the fun begins. Because now, now this is a race. This is a race to the finish line. We got four teams tied in the East Division for first place. We got New Mason back on track after a big W against Craig. Christian McCaffrey might be coming back. His team's getting healthy. We got my dad, who somehow keeps winning games. <laughs> and then we, we got the West. You facing 80-point players every week. Listen. Listen. It doesn't matter how you get the dub. It's about getting the dub. My That's team fair. scratched, clawed its way against adversity, against collusion. Collusion. We still, we still got the dub. That's delusion is what you're thinking. <laughs> Listen. Say Anyways, back to about. Mike Williams sucking again. Oh, Go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead, Mason. Finish it up. 
No, I'll I mean, skip past this. Yeah, Mike Williams kind of blew ass last week. No offense, Susan. He just did. I'm just stating the facts. Uh, I'm a slave to numbers. He blew ass. All if right. if nothing else. Um, but yeah, that was that was fuck of the week. Brought to you by PB and J Loop. If you're gonna get fucked, you might as well use Loop. Boom, shakalaka. Boom, baby. Boom. Um, anything you guys want to discuss before we go to the pigskin pickums? How you feel about um, the NFL? I like to talk about. Like talk about what 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 we've seen through eight weeks in the season. So I mentioned this earlier. I take the Dallas Cowboys through eight weeks, best team in the league. If you can go out on Sunday night on the road and beat Minnesota Vikings with a backup fucking quarterback, one, what does that say about Minnesota? Maybe they're not that good. Two, so this Cowboys team can get victories like that, and those are championship building victories. I might be talking on my ass, but it sounds good, doesn't it? I mean, the Jets did the same thing, didn't they? Mike White beating the Bengals. Backup quarterback. Number one seed in the AFC up to that point. Uh, okay. Jets, watch out. See, you just you just took the wind out of my sails comparing the fucking Jets to the Cowboys right now. Well, I'm now. just saying, I mean, doesn't that show that anyone could do it? I guess. I guess. But. Who knows? Jets are also at home. Oh, yeah, you're right. Big difference. What we say? Cowboys win the Super Bowl? Winning? No. Honestly, I think that the playing field, as far as Super Bowl odds go, is a lot more even than I think it has been in a lot of seasons, or the past few at least, especially in the AFC um, with how the Chiefs have played. You know, I think – for the past few years, you can definitely say that the NFC has had a more variety of or a larger amount of good teams uh, when compared to the AFC. The AFC for the past few years has just been basically the Chiefs, uh, the Bills, and the Titans. That's kind of it. Ravens. I mean, you, Ra- Ravens too, but I mean, every time they get in the playoffs, they get their asses waxed. So I mean, like, so let me ask you guys real quick, okay? Halfway through the season, who locks up the number one seats for the NFC and the AFC? AFC, I think ultimately will be the Bills. NFC, I'm gonna go with the Rams. Uh, I like the Cardinals, but I think they're still a young team. Um, that's kind of on the on the come up but i think that the rams you know with the addition of matthew stafford obviously they just traded for von miller making their defense that was incredible even better um so i mean it's just i I think that they're they're a wagon at this point so the thing is rams got a pretty pretty good schedule favorable schedule towards the end of the year but you think rams over like packers cowboys yeah i mean I like the Cowboys. I'll be I'll be oh, honest with you. I Bucks think, too. I mean, yeah. Uh, I think the problem with the Bucks though is that their uh, their defense. I think their front seven is very good, but I think their secondary has a lot of uh, holes. And obviously, <clears throat> the Rams have the have the horses at wide receiver to really exploit that matchup. I think if it was to come down between them, and I. I like the Rams, Cowboys, and uh, what was the other team that you said? Uh, Packers. Not the Packers. I don't like. I'm. I'm not a big Packers guy, 
So I'll Thursday night didn't convince you in the Packers, Aaron Rodgers going out there with no wide receiver and getting no. a dub on the road? No, because every year the same thing happens. Ultimately, the Packers end up fizzling out in the playoffs. Whether I know, but I'm, what I'm talking about, around, I'm, ta- I'm talking about who's getting the number one seed. The Bucks. I mean, I guess the Packers could get the number one seed. I personally, though, I I think the Rams are a wagon. I think that they'll end up with the number one seed. I mean, at if this point, put, if you had to put money on you, then Rams. Yeah, I mean, I would have to look. Hold on, I give me give me one second if you guys want to talk. I like the Rams as a Super Bowl pick. Number one seed, um, though. That's not what I asked. Number one seed, I'm giving it to the Bucks because the Rams have a more difficult schedule. The Bucks schedule is actually pretty easy. The Rams got to go through Green Bay, Arizona, Seattle with uh, Russell Wilson back, um, while the Bucks they they don't they don't have much. I mean, they have uh, football team, Giants, Colts, Falcons, Bills, which could be tough. Saints, Panthers, Jets, Panthers. Maybe they lose one or two games, but I don't think that is likely. I think they'll beat the Saints the next time, and maybe they lose to the Bills, maybe, but they could literally win. I think they have the chance to win out. I mean, they're a game behind the Rams, but I think the Rams might lose a few and the Bucs won't. And you got no love for the Cowboys? I mean, I I would pick – I'm sorry. I'd go with the Rams Bucks over the Cowboys in both number one seed, Super Bowl pick before like I would pick those two before I picked the Cowboys. Are you picking the Packers over the Cowboys? No. I am not. Yeah, I think it's those three teams at the top. I think it's Cowboys, Bucks, Rams, because and Bucks sound like they have a pretty easy schedule. Uh Rams have a rather favorable schedule for the rest of the year. Packers' schedule is actually kind of tough. Uh, they play the Chiefs this week. They got the Seahawks. Um, you know, say what you want about the Vikings. I think whenever they play each other, it's always kind of a rock fight. Yeah, uh, and then they play the Rams, actually. You have the Bears. They play the Ravens. Then they play the Browns. They play the Vikings again, and they finish off with the Lions. But that's a pretty difficult stretch right there. I mean, you're, you know – None of those teams, like, you know, the Bears, whatever. Um, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears, so. Yeah, the Packers, Packers, uh, the Browns have some holes. Um, but I I think those are still going to be difficult games for them. You know what I mean? Um, whereas, like, the Rams have, they have the Titans this week with no Derrick Henry, right? They got the 49ers, then the Packers, got the Jaguars, Cardinals, Seahawks, Vikings, Ravens. 49ers. I think that's that's a better schedule for them, in my opinion. And but I would take Cowboys, Rams, or uh, Bucks to come out of the come out of the NFC with the number one seed. I mean, hear me out here with the Cowboys schedule. We got Denver at home next week. Atlanta at home. Then you're at KC. Okay, tough game. Probably the toughest game from here on out. Then you're home against the Raiders. At New Orleans, at the football team, at the Giants, home against the football team, home against Arizona, and then end with Philly. Two games. I'll I'll be honest with you. Yeah, they should only potentially lose two more games. Two games, Kansas City and Arizona, the only games that worry me. Only games. And and maybe there's an upset in there. Even against Kansas City and Arizona, like I said, they're, they're beatable. They're fraud. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I, don't, I think the thing with Arizona is I think 
like I said, I think they're a young team that doesn't necessarily know how to win yet. Um, but I think they'll get there eventually. Uh, the thing know. is, like, and, and here's the difference why I say it's different with the Cowboys this year. There's three games this season. Week two against the Chargers. Week six against the Patriots. And last week, Sunday night, against the Vikings. Three games that in my 26 years of fandom as the Cowboys, they lose those games. They lose those games, one, because in those 26 years, they haven't been mentally tough. Two, because they find a way to blow it, whether it's stupid penalties, other team capitalizing on the mistakes. They found a way to win all three of those games. You could say the one in New England might have been the most impressive because I they no way in hell they should have won that game, in my opinion, from how bad they played. Still came away with an overtime dub. Last week, you don't have Dak Prescott. Like I said, you don't have your starting quarterback. Cooper Rush played his balls off. He played a pretty decent game. A couple tip passes went the other way, but still good. Like, when you find a way to win games in the National Football League, it just carries momentum. Since week one, where they should have beat Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're continuing to carry off that momentum. And they're getting healthier. You know, Michael Gallup back. You have Demarcus Lawrence back coming back. Defense going to get better. Defense is going to get used to playing with each other. Like I said, the only two games that worry me. Yeah, playing with each other. Grow the fuck up. Oh, here we go. Kansas, um, Kansas City in Kansas City. And then Arizona at the end of the season. Every other game, they shouldn't lose. And they, they could lose. Could be a couple trap games here and there. At like, football team. That could be one. Not worried. Dak, Dak against the football team is he's, he's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, you know, you talk, talk about the Cowboys for a second. So I think uh, I would be remiss not to bring up the Patriots for a second. Uh, you know. Wait, you think you're going to be number one seed in the AFC? No, no, no. Oh. I just oh, want to talk. Why not? I just wanted to talk about the Patriots for real one quick, second. Real quick before you do. We talk about NFC number one seed, AFC, if you had to bet money on it, who's going to be? Uh, I'd probably still put money on the Bills, I think. Either Bills or uh, – who else was I thinking? Um, I'd say Bills or Ravens probably because um, I think the Titans honestly take a significant hit now that they don't have Derrick Henry. I think that yeah. really fucks with their offense a lot and how they work as a team, uh, you know, because they like to chew clock. Uh, obviously, they're like super efficient at that two o'clock and then scoring. I I think that they take a significant hit. Uh, you know, losing losing Henry there. Um, and then honestly, I know the Chargers lost to the Patriots this week. I think that they could make a run, but I also think that they're kind of like. Cardinals a little bit where like they're good. They have, you know, they have like Justin Herbert's a good young quarterback. Obviously, Kyle Murray's a good young quarterback. Um, but I don't think they're ready for that step yet. I think I'm, maybe next season they will be. But... I'm out. See you later. Out on the Chargers. Chargers have all the potential in the world. They proved to me I thought they'd be a good team. Great win against Kansas City. Played the Cowboys tough. They go into what was probably the biggest game of the year against Baltimore and get absolutely shot on. Then you have a bye week and you're at home against New England and you lose that game. See the fuck later. Hmm. Well, yeah, so that's a good segue. The Patriots. Um, 
you know, I, I, you guys called me crazy for picking them last week, but I think number one, I think that uh, Belichick obviously knows how to get in Herbert's head somehow. I think it happened last year. Obviously, the Patriots were not a good team last year, yet they went into uh, or San Diego, or San Diego, oops, uh, Los, An- Los Angeles came to New England, or we went to Los Angeles last year. Regardless, uh, we beat them forty-five to zero last year, and then this year, obviously, the game game was a lot closer. Uh, but I think there's things that you take out of that game that look good. Uh, you know, obviously, defense looked good for probably the first time this season. Like. They went against a good, high-powered offense. Say what you want. I know, Glenn, what you said about, about the Chargers, you know, but they're a good offense at the very least. They are. Um, and like I said, I thought they were a great team, but I, mentality of it, you can't lose these games against good teams and then have a chance to compete in the playoffs. I, I just don't believe them. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. But it, the thing is, is that, you know, Patriots, there. Like I said, the defense played well, uh, except for Jalen Mills. That guy smells. Pu. Uh, get. Thank you for getting absolutely mossed on that last play of the game, dude. Uh, but you know, defense played well. There's some continuity on the offensive line now. I feel, which we've seen. Damian Harris has started to play a little bit better over the past few weeks. Um, I think Mac Jones wasn't as sharp as he has been this past week, but. They still got the win, and I think ultimately that Mac Jones, I think the team responds to him well, and, you know, I just think they're heading in the right direction. Like I said, the Jets game didn't really show you much because the Jets aren't a great team. You absolutely beat the bag out of them. But, like I said, it could serve as a launch pad, and for the rest of the season, they actually have a pretty favorable schedule. So they play the Panthers this week. Browns after that, Falcons, then the Titans without Derrick Henry. You can win that game now. Then they play the Bills, which that's probably a loss. Colts, you can beat them. But Bills, loss. And then they finish off the Jaguars, and they should beat the Dolphins. The fact that they even lost to the Dolphins is a joke, obviously, because of how bad the Dolphins have been since that win against the Patriots in week one. That They should have won that game. So I think it's, the thing uh, is now is that if they can win the games in the earlier parts of the season that they lost because of, you know, last second mistakes like fumbles, you can turn that around. And I think the Patriots can be a playoff team. Obviously, I, I, things have to click. But I said it last year that they should have been a playoff team. And I said it before the season started that they're a playoff team. Difference is, is losing those close games that are winnable. Last year, they had multiple games that were close and they came up short in the end. Well, there's bad turnovers, this and that. And on paper, I thought they were a playoff team with or without Cam Newton. Um, multiple games last season, those games go the other way. They're in the playoff. This is a wild card team. This year, same difference. I mean, they lost two close games against Miami. Cowboys could have gone the other way. They got to turn those losses into wins, and they'll be back in the postseason. And then all you Bill fucking haters say, oh, dude. Bill sucks, dude. Get rid of him. He's old. Fuck off, bro. Fuck off. He's still he's still the greatest coach there ever was. And he's still, with Bill Belichick, you have a better chance of winning than with any other coach in the league. Um, believe in New England. Believe in Mac Jones. Just because I don't like the Patriots doesn't mean 
I'm not going to be a realist and tell you that they have potential. I said it from the start of their playoff team. I even said it last year, and they should have been. Souza, AFC, who you got as the number one seed? I want to go with the Bills. I'm going Ravens. <clears throat> I think they're playing pretty well, and they just had a bye week. Not that – I mean, everyone's going to have a bye week, but I just – I think the, the Bills haven't been living up to some of the – that they made last year. That's the thing. Like the Bills, and Lamar's should... getting better with like Hollywood Brown getting those deep balls, and of course he's still running like a madman. Thing is, the Bills they should be the number one team in the AFC. I, I think they have the best team when everything clicks together and they're playing their games in one of the weaker divisions in the AFC. However, the Ravens, like we said before, with the, unlike the Patriots, they're winning those close games that are winnable, and. They're playing a good job, although it might not be pretty in some of those games, like the games against the Lions, games against the Colts. They're still finding ways to win. Like the Ravens don't blow me away. They're easily a beatable team. And Craig might be rubbing off on me because they they don't look like a powerhouse, but they're still winning games. Yeah, Um, and and they got um, Bateman. I think he only played one game, then they had a bye, but he's in the offense. Sammy Watkins should be coming back too, so their offense should be getting even better uh, to some extent. Say what you want about those guys. My my, my one concern with their team, though, is their defense. I think their defense is not as good as it has been in years past, and I think that will catch up to them at some point. Maybe not in the regular season, but I think it will catch up to them because their pass defense has not been good this year. It's It's very exploitable. Uh, yeah, it's actually, I think it's one of the worst in the league, if I remember correctly. Uh, so I think that's going to catch up to them at some point because the thing is, though, like you guys said, if their passing game is actually potent now, then maybe they can keep up in these games, you know, unlike in the past where they were a run first offense and if their defense couldn't make any stops, you got ahead of them quick, they didn't know what to do. You know what I mean? And I think that's why they got exposed to the playoffs because you you play teams in the playoffs that have good offenses that can get up on you very quickly. And you got to be able to take that punch in the mouth and, and respond. But right. the problem is, is that when you need to respond in the playoffs, you can't be running the ball for 10 minutes uh, if you're down by three scores, you know? Uh, Lamar's getting better. At the end of the day, Ravens going to go as far as Lamar goes. If you bottle up Lamar, you beat the Ravens. That's how it goes. It's kind of like the Chiefs with Pat Mahomes. I mean, you, if you start to figure out Mahomes, make him uncomfortable, Chiefs go as he goes. When he's rolling, they're the best team in the league. When he's not, and we haven't seen it a lot in this season, they struggle. Chiefs are still a good team. Chiefs are still a playoff team. But they got to they gotta fine-tune the errors. Mahomes has got to be better. He's got to play like he's worth a half billion dollars. Are we – uh? Are we buying in on their Raiders? They're five and two. Um, I got to see a big victory. I got to see uh, them beating a good team, a playoff team, for me to buy in. Who have right. they beaten? Yeah, I'm. I'm not uh, ready to say that yet. Let's look. Let's try to find that too. All right. Let me look. Let me look. They beat the Seahawks in week one. That's a good win. They beat the Rams. No, they beat they beat Baltimore in week one. Oh, my bad. Yes. Sorry, that was the preseason. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, they beat the Ravens. 
They beat the Steelers. Dolphins suck. Uh, they lost to the Chargers. They lost to the Bears. Beat the Broncos, and they beat the Eagles. So, I mean, they did beat the Ravens, and they did beat the Steelers. I think those are quality wins. You know, say what you want about the Steelers, but they're kind of what you said, Glenn, uh, kind of about, you know, Buffalo a little bit. I'm not saying I think Buffalo is better than Pittsburgh by a long shot, but somehow Pittsburgh's still winning games. You know what I mean? I I like Pittsburgh. It's just Ben. Yeah. If they go down, I don't see how Ben drags you out of it. Their defense is great. Mike Tomlin's great. The running game's great. Right. Najee's great. Um, Steelers, I mean, I mean, Ravens. 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 After the bye, now true test comes. I mean, they got the Giants this week, but then they got Kansas City, Cincinnati, Dallas, Washington, and Kansas City. If you can, if you can win three of those five games against Kansas City, Cincinnati, Dallas, Washington, and Kansas City. I think you got a chance of, of making a run and in, in, in the, a playoff run. Kansas City twice at Dallas at home against Cincinnati. We'll see. I like the ratings, but they got to prove it to me. Mm, agreed. With that being said, let's get into the pickums. Let's do it. The pigskin pickums. Where? Pigskin pickle pickum. I'm still in third. Glenn's I'm like last, guys. I'm last. Yours truly is now tied for the lead with ESPN 47-32-56-96 at 86 and 36 in the 99.8 percentile. Let's go. Good job, man. Honestly, Glenn, if I can't catch up, I'm rooting for you. Thanks. Because I don't want this coward to win. Oh, we yeah. still I don't, don't wanna, know who it is. I don't want to give away the golden dildo or whatever it is. Yeah. No, that's for the fuck of the year. Oh, no, it was, but it's the ready to rumble vibrator we give it away, right? Like the Super X hydrodynamic. Yep. Signed by the three of us. Yes. Yep. With port and cyber detachments. Yep. So that's only if someone. And it's actually, and it's actually like a combination of the mold of all three of our penises. Oh man, I don't know how you even do that. I don't want to know. Well, you, anyway. get the, you get the head of mine, and then you get the shaft of Susan, and the balls of Mason. Why do I have to be the balls? Come on. If anyone's the balls in this podcast, it's you. Oh, my God. What is happening? That's a good quote. That just said a lot about our friendships. Yeah, you don't think about me, but I'm always here. Hey, the balls go are underrated. Balls need some love, too. Hey, thanks, bro. You know? Appreciate that. And the yeah. thing is, without the balls, you don't get the best part. That's right. What do we say? Am I um, right? Am I wrong? I like. Can we move on to the picks? You can't reach the peak without the balls. That's right. I believe so, right? Well, what right. I, well, but I don't know what it's like without balls. Can you still climax without balls? Yes. There's got to be something. You Chelsea can't ejaculate, would but yes. Would know. Chelsea would know. Oh my Chelsea God. Chelsea wouldn't know. Hey, Chelsea. Can you still climax if you don't have balls? I'm talking about ejaculation. If somebody doesn't have balls, can they still come? That's a different question. She said, and I quote, they can orgasm, but they won't like jizz. Yeah, sounds right. Let's try yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway. Uh, pigskin pickums. Pigskin pickums. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thursday night. New York Jets riding high off that win. And Mike White. Mike White. Honorable mention for Star of the Week, by the way. He had himself yeah. a game. 400 yards, dude. Wild. Uh, can he do it again, though, in prime no. time no. at Indianapolis? No? Taking the not Colts. on a Thursday. Definitely not. Yeah, I'll take the Colts, too. And then we move on to Sunday. We've got the Cleveland Browns at 4-4. Four and four. Disappointing. Against the Cincinnati Bengals at 5-3. and three. Also disappointed in them after last week. Mm. Some, something's got to give. Who's winning this game? Bengals. Give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals as well. Give me the Bengals, but it's going to be a Nick Chubb day. I need it. I don't. I don't need. It. I don't have Nick Chubb in my leagues, but I like Nick Chubb. I want to see him succeed. Yeah, but he only not, gets a bad week when he's facing new. Oh uh, what? He only gets a bad week when he's facing new. Oh, let's not Last forget. Week. Let's not forget. Brand Ayuk basically got half of his total season points. Half of his total <laughs> with eight points. Yeah, exactly. So I don't want to hear that. I guess. Fucking Van Jefferson. First of all. Van Jefferson, then I saw that you traded um, Van Jefferson to Zach, or, or Jake traded him. Yep. And I was like, I'm really going to face Van Jefferson again. He's going to get fucking double digits again, ain't he? And I was like, wait a minute. Now I know what's happened. He's going to trade him to Mason. So, whatever. Half a second later. They're yeah. on four teams already. By the right. way, they released Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. So, so he's at least out of the way for, Je- for deep targets that Jefferson gets. I guess. I mean, it's Cooper Cup. He's, he's Van Jefferson could get some, but Cooper Cup's the most consistent guy. Robert Woods is still there too. Van Jefferson, I mean, risky flex play. You yeah, start him, high risk, high reward. Right. Um, down. We all pick the Bengals. Yeah. Denver Broncos at four and four. Um, head to Dallas to face the Cowboys. 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 Whether Dak plays or not, because Cooper Rush is the man. Also, Broncos stink. Yep. Dude, watching, I think we can all – well, actually, Susie, you weren't there for this. Me and Glenn had to sit through the agony that was the Washington football team versus the Denver Broncos. It was one of the worst games I've ever watched mm-hmm. in my life. Oh, bad. Dude, it was – It was. they were having a competition to see who wanted to lose more. Dude, Bengals get, um, Broncos get the ball back. All they have to do is run out the clock. And, and that's that. They run it with Melvin Gordon. He puts it on the ground. They recover it. It's like, whew, thank God that didn't happen. And then he runs it again and he fumbles. And then <laughs> Washington oh, football no. team has a chance to win the game. I'm like, dude, how is this oh, happening? Melvin Gordon. And then they stalled in the uh, in the right zone. zone. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Final play of the game. I knew completely, New Completely summarized how it went. Taylor Heineke didn't throw an interception. Didn't throw an incomplete. Well, he did throw an incompletion, but he threw an incompletion by throwing it way out of the back of the fucking end zone. I'm pretty no sure they had a chance. They had a, ju- a good chance to score. I'm pretty sure he, t- he takes a sack, and they have no timeouts. Yeah, clocks. You know, chaos happened. You know, blah blah blah. Got one final chance to throw it to the end zone. You you throw overthrow the end zone. Nobody has a fucking chance to grab the ball. Like that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> um. Speaking of the worst. Houston Texans at one and seven against Miami Dolphins one and seven. Jesus, somebody's got Thursday right? or something. I mean, thank God do- this is a one o'clock game. 
Give me the Dolphins at home. One, because they're yeah. at home. It's hot down there. Hot Two, down there. Because Devontae Parker is now facing me, thanks to Mason. <laughs> and That's uh, right. Why not? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins as well. Is it? Dolphins. Dolphins. Um, Atlanta Falcons at three and four, coming off a bad loss. Um, driving to New Orleans, coming off best win of the season. Five and two, New Orleans Saints. Division leading New Orleans Saints. Crazy. Um, I'm going with the New Orleans Saints. I'm going, home. I'm going with the Falcons. Uh, what? Yeah. I don't look. I know I said I was never going to pick the Falcons. Whatever. But going back on his takes. I Yeah, I did go back on my take. I went back on my take like three weeks ago, okay? Uh, after I picked the Jets to beat the Falcons. And I was like, okay, that was fucking stupid. Um, if Trevor Simeon is starting in this game, they're going to lose. I'm sorry. He sucks. I know that they won. They won. Against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I know. I don't care. Right. Trevor Simeon sucks. Right. Tell us how you really feel. I did. Picking the Saints at home. Who that? Who that? Who that say going to beat them Me Saints? Too. And they just uh, found lost a guy to retirement, too. The Raiders coming off a bye week. <sighs> Facing the Giants who choked on Monday Night Football. Oh, they had a chance. That would have been Dude, great. They, they had them. They, all they got to do is fucking not fuck up. And they fucked up. Well, they had a minute left with no timeout, so it was kind of tough, but they didn't even get one first down. Hey, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm taking the, the Raiders. Why would I take anyone else? The, the Raiders. Raiders. I'm picking the Giants. All right. Why do you have to poo-poo our fun, Susan? No, Susan's got to make up some games, so I respect it. <laughs> um, they got what it takes. New England Patriots now at 500 face the mm. Carolina Panthers now at 500. Patriots is a big game for the Pats. And picking the Huge Patriots. Game. Huge game for the Pats. I'll take them too. However, okay. Me too. However, I think if Christian McCaffrey plays this week, the Panthers have much better chance of winning than the percentages here indicate. Because right now, 76% of people are picking the Patriots, 24 for the Panthers. I think it's way more of a 50-50 game if McCaffrey plays because I think he's that good and he can expose the linebackers in the passing game. They don't call him white Jesus for nothing. Exactly. But I'm picking the Patriots. Got to keep rolling. Yeah. Buffalo Bills, 5-2, and facing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bills. Yeah, Bills. Bills. Minnesota Vikings at three and four, facing the Baltimore Ravens at five and two. And the Ravens? Ravens. Ravens. The Los Angeles Chargers at four and three, facing the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly at three and five. Taking the Chargers. Uh, the Eagles were absolutely putrid last week. What are you talking about? They beat the shit out of the Lions. Um, <laughs> like 40 points. Oh, yeah, but most of it was because their defense. It was all rushing, though, and not even like Jalen Hurts. He didn't all, throw touchdowns. He, it's yeah, sorry, it's I should have said Lions. Jalen Hurts looked like shit last week. Yeah, it's said. like the only game he gets 11 points is against Glenn. Oh, <laughs> that was that was an unnecessary stat. My bad. <laughs> anyway, traded Aaron Jones. Okay, we don't need to get back on this train. Speaking of Aaron Jones, 
Okay. Okay. I didn't make oh. my pick. I'm picking the Eagles. Oh. How's that for her? How's that I make thought about it? Because they are home, but Chargers, I'm going to use the Glenn line. They need to win this after last they week. Do, they do need to win it, but the Bye. Eagles need to win it if they want any hope at considering their season. Uh, speaking of Aaron Jones, that's right. There's the segue. Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs. Give me the Packers. Packers. Till it, until the Chiefs get a big win like this week, if they win against the Packers and right the ship, I'm picking against them because they look like to do. They almost gotta, lost to the Giants. Well, the thing is, you got to give them, you got to give them a little credit. They almost lost to the Giants, but they didn't. It was a gut check win. Just when things looked like shitty, looking when the sky was falling, they ended up pulling it out. Now is where you carry the momentum. I'm actually talking myself into changing my pick. I'm, I'm picking the Chiefs at home against the Packers. Suck on that, buddy. Yeah, that's it's really tough. Um, Adams well, should be cool. back. Plus, I want the Packers to lose. The update on Devontae Adams, who had COVID. He wasn't present for today's no, Monday session because he remains on the COVID list after testing positive. However, if he's able to get back on the field Thursday, he would have two days to practice ahead of Sunday's matchup, in which case he is expected to play, which is good for the Packers. It don't matter who plays. It don't matter if Devontae Adams play. It don't matter if Brett Favre play. Chiefs. I believe. I believe in the tribal chief, Pat Mahomes, at least for this week. Down the road, we'll see. Yeah. It's definitely uh, more of a 50-50 than what this is saying, but I'm sticking with the Packers. We're going Packers. Arizona Cardinals 7-1 and one at San Fran. Nah, 3-4. and four. How's Kyler doing? Uh, Let's find out. Might have been something that we bring up in the news. One, two. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Is progressing in his recovery from a left ankle injury. Is he playing? Coach Cliff Kingsbury wouldn't speculate on his availability for Sunday's game. Well, that doesn't tell me any answers. Exactly. So if he I don't plays, I'm picking the Cardinals. If he doesn't play, give me San, San Fran. If he doesn't play, are you going to remember to go back into your Yeah. Okay. I'm in, the, uh, I'm in this for the yes. long haul, Susan. Taking the Cardinals. The end picks. Then on Sunday night football, it's a good one. Do, 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 do. Tennessee Titans. Derek Henry list. Go into LA to now face the Rams, who just added Von Miller. The advantage is in the Rams camp all day. Give me the Rams at home. Uh, last time we saw the Rams on Sunday Night Football, it was at home. Matt Stafford looked like a G. Don't count out the Titans. Don't count out Ryan Tannehill. Don't count out A.J. Brown. Don't count out AP. Don't count out Mike Vrabel. I like him. I wish he was my coach, but he's not. Uh, I'm counting him out this week. All right. I'm not picking the Rams, but just I'm saying don't count out the Titans. Okay. And now Monday Night Football, we got the Chicago Bears. Cow Bears. Going to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. The Bears are going to lose to the right. Steelers. Steelers, and it's going to combine for, stop me if you heard this before, but 69 points. Huh. 
Interesting. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going with 42. Well, I hope not. Because, Mason, this is probably going to sound agonizing, but I got Najee and Herbert this game. Yeah, you can lick my butt, dude, honestly. That is such bullshit. So, Sunday, you would do that. I had to do this with Craig this week, with fucking uh, Daryl Williams. I had to wait for his dumb ass to play on on Monday night. Hmm. You're already up by like 50 points. I was up by 21. 21? All it would have taken is one run, break off one big run, and then I'm shitting my pants. Hey, you know who got that one big run? Derrick Henry. No. Devontae Booker, sucker. Uh, anyway, <laughs> suck it. that was pigskin yeah. pickums. Uh, I'm going with the Bears. Anyone else pick the Bears? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one else picked the Bears. Mason just goes. That was pigskin pickle. Yeah, I'll go with the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with the Bears. I, I mean, what's his face? Fields actually looked really good last week. I don't know yeah. if it was a flash in the pan. Well, he's facing my I defense. think it was a flash in the pan. It was definitely a flash in the pan. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Pittsburgh at home. It's going to be a lot of Najee. It's going to be a lot of Digante sprinkled in with a little bit of clay pool. Clay pool. Clay pool. A clay pool. A little clay pool. A little bit of... Sizzling hot takes. Brought to you by Der Burgers. Gentlemen, are the burgers good? Who wants to begin? I'll go, Susan, if you want me to. Yeah, yeah, please, please. Uh, So, obviously, Bengals last week lost to the Jets. Uh, not a good look for a team that I think we agreed. You know, Speckles kind of on the kind of on the come up, looking pretty good. Had some good wins uh, in earlier in the season. Um, I think they're going to beat the Browns this week, and they're going to beat the Browns off of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow this week, my man is throwing for three fifty four TDs. Damn. Yeah. Say less. Mm. That's what's happening this week, baby. Maybe even a rushing touchdown. Five total, potentially. Fourth total. We'll see what happens. But we all know division games are crazy. And I expect nothing less from this one. Uh, Suze, I'll go next. Okay. Now, normally, I don't like to involve my guys in sizzling hot takes. I don't like it because I, I feel like it's it's a little bad juju. I feel like if it's a hot take, it's probably not going to happen. If it's good, it's bad. You know what I mean? But this week, I'm going to involve my guys because I need the sizzling hot take to come true because I'm in for a tough one against Zach, whose team isn't as bad as it looks. Okay? I agree. Um, And with all the collusion going around the league, I uh, got to yeah. win this game. So, my sizzling hot take for week nine. The Dallas Cowboys are now at home. Okay. Last week was the first week Zeke Elliott um, hasn't reached over 100 scrimmage yards, I believe, since week one. That makes sense. Sounds good. I believe it. Um, His thing, Cowboys against the Broncos at home. It's going to be... 
It's going to be the RB show. It's going to be Zeke Elliott. It's going to be Tony P. They're going to combine for 250 scrimmage yards. I like that one. How does that make you feel? What? I'll say it again. Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard will combine for 250 scrimmage yards and total up a trifecta of TDs together. Combined. RBs putting on a clinic this week in Dallas. Put it on the grill. Sucker. That is pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, I got crazy. It just might work. I just might work. And I'm not surprised you go there because that's what you need this week because you're starting them both. And sometimes when it comes to luck-based stuff, like maybe a roll of the dice and Monopoly or off the wall shot and pool or how things play out in in the NFL that we actually have no control over. We're going with things seem to go your way when you call for these types of things. Oh, I need an eight for free parking. He gets it. I need Tony Pollard and seek to get 250 scrimmage yards. You're probably going to get it. And Craig is going to say, and Fryer is going to say, and Mason and me, we're all going to say it. We're all going to You're going to say what? Mason, what are we going to say? What are we going to say? He wasn't listening. Uh, we'll save it. We'll save it. <laughs> Glenn, we have to give you a hard time. What's your, what's your not take? My not take is actually AP. Oh, I, think I like gonna that. Get, I think he's going to get three touchdowns. What the fuck? His game might, it might not look pretty. It might be like 20 for 50 yards. But there might be, there could be, I'm talking like a pass interference in the end zone. There's a touchdown. Oh, and, he's gonna, and he's going to do this? He's going to go. Falling the end zone. Maybe just a natural drive. Titans drive down the field. AP gets a touchdown. Pass interference for another touchdown. And then a third one because it's AP. See, I thought a hot take for AP would be like he gets on the field for three drives. <laughs> <laughs> and no, you're three saying, plays. And you're saying three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Hey, if okay. Jonas Gray can get four in one game, in his first game, then AP can get three. So what you're saying is I should go trade for AP right now. Yeah, at least for this I'm week. I'm thinking about it. And Damn. I said it's, it's, he's probably not going to look pretty the entire game, but he's still going to get three touchdowns. Uh, three touchdowns is the prettiest you can look, so. Eh, true. Um, this is hot takes are hot this week, and they are brought to you by Dirt Burgers. Once again, gentlemen, I ask you, are the burgers good? Dirt. Dirt. Week nine. I'm getting scared, bro. I'm, I'm looking at the fantasy schedule. I'm like, oh my god, there's only this many games left in the regular season. Yeah. Every neck and neck. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen closely. This is where the fun begins. Every game counts, baby. Every game matters. Big week this week. This week. This is like the witching hour of weeks. Ooh. Shout out Scott Hanson one time. Because this is where wins become losses. This is where playoff chances. Spike and playoff tra- uh, playoff chances plummet. Guys like Jake, Craig, Mason, Zach, they're on the verge. They're on the verge of teetering. They got one foot on the edge, one foot on a banana peel. <laughs> Something crazy yeah. is going to happen this week. 
but it's going to be up to guys like Souza to throw him off the cliff. It's going to be up to guys like me to throw him off the cliff. It's going to be up to guys like Panacho to bury Craig and make him the first champion to get the toilet ball. Um, I actually got Fryer again. He's my he's my double this year. Souza, buddy, I got to beat you. I got to beat right. you. No, you don't. You're leading the division. I can't lose I three straight, though. You can. I can't. I got to beat you. So, I'm sorry. I respect it. Best of luck to you, obviously. Mason. But I need to win. Even though you try to collude against me this week, I'm going to be rooting for you. Thanks, Glenn. Appreciate That's that. not fair. Not fair? We're, we're Live. on a podcast. We should be rooting for each other. It is not fair. Life is not fair. Life sucks. And then you die. Damn. Shout out Vince McMahon. Um, Very accurate. Love it. Love fantasy this time of year. Mm. Anything else? Oh, yeah. I just want to say, you know, obviously, I need Mm. to win. But that's right. As always, like I said, to Glenn in Week One, best of luck to you. Uh, Sure, it'll be a good game. I hope, anyway. Uh, I think it will be a good game. Your guys have been stepping it up. Harris looks good. Keenan Allen. Getting touchdowns all of a sudden. Waller's back in the lineup. It's going to be tough. It's going to be interesting. It's going to come down to Monday night because, of course. And I fucking hate that. I don't want that either, just so you know. It's the thing, here's the thing, though. So I was in that situation last Monday night. Sunday into Monday night, too. Sunday night was big Monday night. Would you rather have all your guys done on Sunday and then be ahead and then watch the guy you have play on Sunday and Monday night? Or would you rather – be the guy who's down and watch your guys play on Sunday and Monday night. I'd rather be the guy who's down 100%. I'd rather, I'd rather be the guy up. It's Ooh. nice to I, I like it's nice to count the seconds down. Like okay, 40 seconds off the clock, we're that much close to the end of the game, he didn't oh, do anything. No. Or See, that is that is like, absolute agony for me. Absolute agony because it's just me. I, you can't do anything. The lineup's set. You just have to hope and pray to Christ that for whatever reason the coach says, yeah, maybe maybe we don't throw the ball to Daryl Williams this week as much. Maybe not. I think. See, I think it's worse when you have the lead going into Monday night and then the person scores the amount of points that they needed to overtake you. And then at the end of the night, you just feel defeated. Like, damn, I was this close. If it wasn't for the fucking guard on Monday night, then it is. If you're down on Monday night and you don't get the points, you're like, damn. And you question your whole lineup. What did I do wrong on Sunday that put me in this position on Monday night? Yeah, either way, it's tough. I'd rather I'd rather have the uh, the the lead though, because then there's a whole drive when the other team's on the field that you're safe. And you're like, <laughs> all right. Every play, like just not this week, dickhead. Last night, last night, I was like, (laughs) not this week, dude. When, when last night started, and then Chiefs like uh got off the field after the stop, I was like, thank god they didn't score. That means Book is gonna run more, do whatever. Fucking second play of the Giants is a pick from Daniel Jones. I was like, I know, and that's like, like, gotta get back on the field. I know, and then but Giants did the thing. Devontae Booker can't say enough nice things about him. Let's go. We're on to week nine, gentlemen. Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.